It's Friday, but Sunday is coming. While this is an often repeated refrain to remind us of the hope of the resurrection, for pastors and church staff and ministry leaders, it can also spark just a little bit of stress. After all, if Sunday is always coming, there's always something that needs to get done. In today's episode, we're talking about how to balance the stress we often face as church communicators with the Sabbath rest we need to do our work in ministry. That's right. Hey there, church communicator. Welcome to the Church Juice Podcast, where we are energizing church communications one 20-minute episode at a time. Whatever your title or role is in your church, this show is designed to give you the communication tools, resources, and even community that you need to be successful. I'm Brian Haley, and I'm joined, as always, by my incredible co-host, Jeanette Yates. Hey, Jeanette. Hello. How is your week going? Well... It's funny that we're talking about self-care and stress and burnout and all those things because this has been a week. It has been, there's a lot going on. We're wrapping up things at our church. We had some big internal stuff going on this week. And then to top it all off, my kids are taking their final exams in school. There's a lot. It's just been a lot. (laughs) I hear you. I I was in Ontario earlier this week leading a workshop and just realized one of the, I think, biggest issues that that continually comes up is just this idea of like fatigue, right? Or just kind of nearing burnout or maybe even at burnout and just having a million things to do. So I thought that we would really wrap up what is actually Mental Health Awareness Month, right? I thought that we would wrap up this month talking about some ways that we can help church communicators manage and really practice healthy mental health practices. So, yeah, so I'm, you know, excited about today's topic as I always am, but I think this is one area that churches, uh, church leaders, church staff, that we need to spend more time talking about than, than we often do. So I would love to get your take, partly because you are in this kind of work a little bit, taking care of self-care givers, right? People who take care of loved ones themselves and church communicators are not far off from that. So, so I'm excited just to have this discussion even with you today. Well, yes, I learned about caregiver burnout, which is what we're, we're kind of talking about today as part of talking about how to manage (laughs) stress because I'm a caregiver of my mother. But when I was learning from it, there's a website out there called Hope Made Strong. Laura Howe runs it. She created this site and this this program and things for about caregiver burnout with the focus on pastors because of course, you know, a lot of people think of caregivers as like the person who takes care of their parent or or something like that. But, you know, as a pastor, as a church leader, as someone in ministry, you're called to take care, to shepherd your people. And so you are a caregiver. So, you know, I think it's it's really relevant. So even though we're gonna it's called caregiver burnout, you know, if you're caring for a group of people at your church that is you know part of being a caregiver. So one of the first things I thought we would do is just kind of broach the subject of caregiver burnout and some of the signs that you might be experiencing it. But first, before we do that, I just want to tell you Brian and and you who are watching and listening, I didn't want to say I was burned out as someone who was caring for other people yeah, because yeah. As a Christian, I know that I'm called to sacrifice my comfort, myself, to give to other people, to care for other people. And if I said, I don't want to do it, I'm tired, yeah. 
I'm not, I don't want to. Then that was being not a good steward of my gifts, not a, a good steward of my calling and, and kind of selfish. Right. But I felt so much relief when I learned about caregiver burnout because, and there's also something called compassion fatigue and that's part of this. And one of the things that I really loved when I was learning about it is you can't have compassion fatigue, which is that idea of like, I can't, you know, like you, you have trouble feeling like you care sometimes. Right. <laughs> and it's like, but you can't have compassion fatigue unless you have compassion. And I'm like, okay, so it's not that I have no compassion. That's the problem. It's that I have compassion and I'm, it's just fatigued. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's comforting. So just to encourage, you know, as we start talking about this, if you're like, nope, I'm, I'm fine. This is the, my burden to bear as a minister or as a ministry leader, know that while yes, we are called to carry each other's burdens. It's also, it's okay to be tired. It's okay to experience this, but we're going to talk about how to get through some of the stress and and take care of ourselves. So just, I just wanted to give that a little disclaimer. Yeah. I think that's really important to talk about too, because there is still this little bit of stigma, I guess, which obviously has changed drastically over the last, I don't know, decade or whatever, but, but there is still a little bit of that. And just the idea that like, you know, and maybe it's a Western thing too, I don't know, but just this idea that we need to ourselves up by our bootstraps and figure things out and you know take care of it ourselves like it's important to to remember that our job as ministry leaders is not to do the work of ministry itself anyway our job is to invest in people it's to equip and build up people to do the work of ministry and that you know there's tons of reasons and benefits from and for doing that but that can often lead to you know fatigue and burnout and the things that we're talking about today And that's just in your line of work, too. You also have people that you're caring for at home, probably. You also have, you know, everything else outside of work or outside of ministry. But often for people in ministry, the work of church and the work of ministry just absolutely consumes us. And so it's really important that we set boundaries, healthy boundaries, and take care of ourselves because that sabbatical, that, that, that Sabbath rest is critical for every Christian. So let me ask you, what are some ways that someone can really prevent? I know we've talked about this before, but what are some ways that people can prevent that that caregiver burnout? Or if you're in that, how do we, you know, how do we go back? How do we take care of that? Well, I first want to run through, because, you know, sometimes we can say, like, I'm not burnout. I just need, I need a break. I just need a break and I'll be fine. Yeah. But we don't get a break because even when we're taking a break from, from, you know, our church work, we have those other things, as you mentioned, but you know, here's the difference between, I just need a day off and I'm experiencing burnout. So if your lack of energy doesn't subside after your day off, right? If you are always tired or maybe you are always tired, but you can't sleep, or you're sleeping too, like all, all you can do is sleep. That's what happened to me is like, I'm always tired. And then I try to go to sleep and my brain's like, you know, that, which is another sign by the way, (laughs) but also just withdrawing from the things that you enjoy outside of ministry. And yes, it's okay to have a hobby that is outside of ministry. Just it's fine. Neglecting, you know, other tasks that you need to be doing. Like we mentioned, you're, you have other roles, you have other 
things in your life if you're not able to do that. So if you're feeling like that that one day, you know, that one day a week off, first of all, that you can't even take it because you have too much to do, or that when you do take it, it's not helpful in resetting you because that's what that Sabbath you know, people who practice that Sabbath every day, which we're going to talk about here in a little, in a minute. Part of that is that when you finish it, it does, you have this refreshed experience, you know, (laughs) you come out of it on the other side feeling different. But if you're experiencing actual caregiver burnout, you are coming out on the side, on the other side, not feeling any different because you haven't really been able to practice that Sabbath rest. So, Let's go ahead and talk about if you're nodding your head right now thinking, okay, I may be, I may be having some burnout. I may be experiencing some, some compassion fatigue. I need to do something to change, but that one day a week off is not working, right? You need, we need to do something else. So I think the first thing to do is just remember that you need to say it out loud to someone. You need to ask for help and, and say, hey, I'm not really able to get caught up with my rest, with my you know, my mindset with, you know, I'm going through the motions. I need, I need some help because you can't get that Sabbath rest unless somebody else can help you with the load that you're carrying. Right. Because a lot of times, like, (laughs) I know this happened to me. It'd be like, oh yeah, you can have all the time off that you want, you know, to take what you need to deal with whatever. And it's like, yeah, but A, I don't get paid. And also all the work doesn't get done. So (laughs) Right. I have right. three times as much. So you want to ask for help because in order for you to actually unplug, you're going to have to make sure, you know, the church Sunday is always coming. <laughs> so you're going to have to make sure that that someone else can help you delegate those things. I think it's also you want to talk to, you know, someone that you trust. Hopefully that's your pastor or if you are a pastor listening, that you have another pastor or um, a mentor that you can talk to and just let them, you know, remind you of the importance of Sabbath, the importance of rest, the importance of taking breaks. Because, you know, while our whole lives are a ministry, our whole lives are in service to, to Christ, we can look in Scripture and see where He also took breaks, right? He also, so there is that part of us that needs breaks. And so, but sometimes I think we get sucked into like, there's no rest in ministry. It's, you know, we, you know, we're dying to self. We're doing all this kind of stuff. And I think we need to kind of just have a mentor to talk us through that so that we don't fall into, I don't know, I don't ever want to do anything again. You don't want to like flip it all the way over to the other side. I also highly, highly recommend that you make a list of all of the things that you're actually responsible for in your ministry. And, um, oh, we did talk about this when we were talking about priorities because I was about to talk about that that square. Remember yeah. that chart? What's it called? The Eisenhower Matrix. Eisenhower Matrix, yes. Yeah. I was like, yeah. it's not Rockefeller. <laughs> Someone like that. But so the Eisenhower Matrix, you know, where you're, and, and you don't even, ha- you don't have to, you can go Google that if you want. But really, th- the point is, you have this list of things. Some of them are must dos, some of them are only you can dos, and some of them are nice to do. And then some of these are like, why am I even doing these? So you can make a list, prioritize, and then delegate, and that'll help you a lot free up just a little bit of breathing room in your schedule. So I very highly recommend make a list. Move some things off of there that don't need to be on there that maybe you're prioritizing, but no one else is. Like, I know some people are like, if the ministry 
something, something doesn't get done, no one else is going to do it. Well, if no one else is going to do it, it's probably because no one thinks it needs to be done. (laughs) Like, it's not. (laughs) So, like, just, you know, maybe not. I remember one of my church communicator friends, she was like, I always would vacuum after youth night because I knew that the worship leader was coming in the next day for worship practice, and I didn't want him to see all the, you know, stuff on the ground. And then she's like, and one day I realized, I don't know what, nobody's ever asked me to do that, but I'm staying late so that I can do it. (laughs) And she's like, so I'm just going to not do it and see what happens. And either like, you know, the youth leader will realize it's not getting done and do it, or the, you know, worship pastor will figure it out. You know, like, it's not my responsibility. So things like that. And then I also recommend, you know, we're, I'm getting ready to kind of advocate for something kind of big. But at the very least, you need one day a week where you are not answering calls on the Facebooks. And that's hard for me to say because, like, I live there with my job and I love being there. This is up to you. But I found for me, for me to truly have a Sabbath rest from my church communicator role, I had to not even volunteer those days. Like, it wasn't like, oh, well, I'm not technically working, but I want to be here at the, you know— craft fair. No. Yeah. Yeah. Because even if you think you're not working, everyone that sees you there is like, oh, there's the church communicator. I need to tell her about all the mistakes I saw in the bulletin. I would recommend completely unplugging, completely removing yourself. Yeah. Do your hobby. Do your outside of church hobby, right? I also want to touch on something that you mentioned a couple minutes ago that I think we often overlook. There are a lot of opportunities for certain positions in the church to have a mentor or to focus on even professional or personal development. Yes. But that's often not the case for someone in an administrative type role or a, a, you know, a communications leader. So if you don't have a mentor or a therapist or uh, someone who is helping you develop personally and professionally, that's something that you should invest your time in and ask the church to help you invest your time and resources into that because it it will obviously help your work, but it'll help you with those boundaries and help you the the fatigue and burnout and all of those things. But I I just wanted to to touch on that a little bit because I think that's something that we often just kind of overlook and just either assume or assume that we can't do or whatever. But having someone who who has been in your role or uh, who can empathize with you is really critical to help you just see how you have opportunities to grow and see your blind spots and all of those different things too. So yeah, sorry to to interrupt, but I know that that kind of leads into essentially speaking up for yourself a little yeah. bit that, that we're going to talk about next. Well, and I want to touch on something you just said, because we're the, you know, we're calling this, you know, this topic, we're talking about self-care or, or you know, handling your stress. But you said really the linchpin of the whole thing, which is boundaries. You know, it is very hard as church, a church staff member or even like a church volunteer. I know some of you are volunteer church communicators. We love you. We see you. But it's hard to have boundaries when you do love the Lord, you love your church, you want to be of service, all those things. It's hard to say no. It's hard to say maybe. One of the best things that my mother-in-law, who is one of my great friends, she's also a, a devoted servant of Christ and serves a lot at her church. And I remember she came to a point, much like we were talking about today, where she was burned out. And she said, you know, that the Lord said to her, 
and then she was imparting this wisdom to me. And so I'm going to tell it to you today, which is sometimes we have to say no to something like my friend who was vacuuming the floor. She had to stop doing that because sometimes like, and the way my mother-in-law put it was sometimes God is calling someone else to do that thing, but you're doing it. So... (laughs) (laughs) they can't step up until you step back. And so that always gave me some hope too, is like, if something needs to get done, God is going to either equip you to do it if you're the one that needs to do it, or He's going to call, you know, raise someone else up into that spot. So we don't have to figure that out, right? And so that was something that very helpful to me, but those boundaries are so important. And speaking of boundaries, now is where I want to talk about, because we were, Brian, when we were kicking around this episode today before we jumped on here, we were talking about like the idea of self-care. And while that is what we're talking about, I think what we really want to hone in on is, you know, self-care is something that you really should be doing every day because it goes, it's mental, emotional, physical, you know, it's brushing your teeth, it's taking a walk, it's all of those things. It's, you know, journaling your, you know, your thoughts, um, meditation, prayer, the, all, everything. So really, we should be doing that every day. But once a week, and by the way, I am not preaching from a place of I do this all the time. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm not preaching at all, I hope. But what I'm saying is this, is, this is something that I think we should all think about as church communicators, ministry leaders. Yeah. Aspirational. That, yes, aspirational. Let's join together and like try to work on this together as a as the church juice community, okay? This idea of Sabbath. And, you know, depending on what your how you were raised or your denomination, you may not be familiar with Sabbath other than what it says in the Bible, you know, like <laughs> on the seventh day he rested, and then some other scriptures in there put throughout. But, you know, the idea of fully unplugging, taking a respite, putting aside all of the to-dos all of the have-tos, all of the shoulds, and really finding that area of, it's almost like fasting from the world. (laughs) And then feeling that hunger and then going to God for that hunger. Now, one of the best books, Brian, you don't even know I'm going to say this, I'm sorry, but I remembered when we were jumping in here, I was like, oh, I read a really great book. There is a book, and you you may have to like put aside whatever you think about the government or... (laughs) whatever, because this was written by a senator, Joe Lieberman. Uh, He wrote a book called The Gift of Rest, Rediscovering the Beauty of Sabbath. And when I read that, I might go dust it off and read it again. It's been a decade since I read it, but I remember it kind of changing my whole mindset on what Sabbath rest could be and the idea of how it is more than just taking a day off, that it is actually a reset for your heart, your mind, your spirit, a time to focus on the one that you're serving, you guys. It was a good book. It really opened opened my eyes. But, you know, Sabbath is really the the shutting down of everything else and just focusing on 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 Christ, on God. So, I I recommend that. Um he talks about Sabbath. He is Jewish and so he talks about it from that perspective, but I think it's just a really good eye-opener about that whole concept of Sabbath. So I recommend that. Yeah, I think that's a really good point to, to touch on too, because Sabbath rest is so much more than just a day off. Right. So I, I love the way that you just explained how holistic the Sabbath is and how Sabbath rest is. Just wanted to thank you for that. Jeanette and I both, we don't have this whole thing figured out. We don't no. always take care of ourselves. <laughs> 
first and best, but it is something that we need to talk about more as a community. It's something that we need to practice more and just be open to. So yeah, so I'm grateful for this conversation today. Thank you for speaking into it because I, I look to you for a lot of expertise in this area. A lot. I do a lot too, of study. So. I do a lot of study on self-care, care for yourself. Right. But Sabbath is definitely that like step up from that. It's it's a deeper meaning. It would be my number one, especially for the church leader, my number one thing to start practicing. And you have to look at whatever that means for you. Well, thank you for taking time out of your busy day today to listen to the Church Juice podcast. But really, listening is just the start. So to take today's topic to the next level, hear from other church communicators, and just learn more in general, head to the Church Juice Insiders Facebook group. You can find a link to our group along with all of today's show notes at churchjuice.com slash podcast. The Church Juice podcast is a listener-supported production of Reframe Ministries, a family of programs designed to help you see your whole life reframed by God's gospel story. Church Juice is produced by Brian Haley with post-production by Minimal Media Company in Grand Rapids, Michigan. For more information about Church Juice, visit churchjuice.com. For information on Reframe Ministries and our family of programs, visit reframeministries.org.